Subscribe to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Two working stiffs that love comics, movies, games, and more bring their nerd conversation and observations to you. You're listening to Coach and K-Rock's NerdPod, where they give you their opinion on whatever they want. Hey, don't complain. You're listening to their show. Coach, K-Rock, take it away. Coach, what's up, man? Hey, brother. We're back. It feels like it's been forever. Forever. It has. It has. I, I did a couple uh, solo shots for us, and uh, it's great to have you back involved. I know the f- people listening were anxious to hear your voice again. I'm here, and I'm happy to be here. It's been, uh, I've been yesterday, I think, uh, interestingly to me, I at least I thought it was, um, very much like your California trip where you had your, you know, you were in both oceans in a 24-hour period. Um, yesterday I had breakfast in Texas, I had lunch in Philadelphia, and I had dinner in Providence. So Love I thought that. that was right. And and then, you know, I brought that to my wife and I'm like, that's pretty unique. She's like, listen, you grew up in North Jersey. You have had breakfast, lunch and dinner in three different states your entire, you know, probably a million <laughs> times. It's not that, you know, she's like, think about how many times you had bagels in Brooklyn. And then we stopped in Connecticut for McDonald's and then you ate dinner at home. Like we've done it a million times. <laughs> It's not that interesting. And I'm like, ah, I don't know. But it, it is interesting. It's a little it's different interesting. different time zones. It is. Thousands right, of true. miles apart. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I was just trying to make the point that, um, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy when stuff like that happens. And I'll add that I had, you know, some Tex-Mex thing in Texas. I had a Philly cheesesteak in Philly. And then I had a chicken <laughs> parm when I got back to Providence. So I think um, that is significant. You so, ate all the regional cuisine. I did. Stopped. That's right. I did. But San Antonio is a cool town, man. Like I, I next time I hope that I'll get to see it a little bit more in depth. Uh, you know, I wanted to get out to a comic book store. I couldn't. Uh, but so I saw just the hotel, the convention center where we had our event and um, also uh, the river walk in San Antonio, which is super rad. I mean, it, it, it's really, really uh apparently it's for flood control and uh so the rivers were there and then they just built around them but uh everything that you can imagine from tourist traps to you know vfw halls that are uh you know very texas and so uh, i get to see a little bit of everything didn't get to do the tour but it was a good trip uh san antonio river walk i've heard about it's just a fantastic spot in san San antonio yeah it's one of those places i've always wanted to see too yeah yeah i've never been to texas oh no that's not true i've been to houston yeah um which was big, but I mean everything's big in Texas. But <laughs> um, yeah, it's true. So I got San Antonio. Um, seems like it's our speed, right? It's it, kind of waterfront. And, uh, yeah, exactly. With the and river, it, and I really enjoyed it. Um, I did. Uh, <laughs> I funny enough, uh, every night at about ten o'clock, which is when we finished up, no Dunkin' Donuts in Texas, and I found one, and I would have an Uber driver take me to this Dunkin' Donuts at 10 o'clock every night, and then I would change my destination to back to the hotel. So I'm going to have some explaining to do to my uh, CFO when we get back, the controller, (laughs) of why there was $40 worth of Ubers to a Dunkin' Donuts, but I'll fight that fight when I get there. I mean, well worth it, but uh, cool trip to San Antonio. Uh, you know, and and that's capping off two or three crazy months for me in um, in what I've got going on with elections and with regular uh, molecular. 
molecular pathology day job, and uh, I'm so happy to be back doing this show today. I should be out on the campaign trail, but I said we started talking about JJ. We started talking about stuff. I'm like, forget it. We gotta let's just do a show. So I'm glad we're here to do it. That's awesome. Great, man. Well, the happy travelers back home where we want them. Um, so here's I, I went and since you've been away, I've, I've been going to the movies a lot more. Hitting uh, the $5 Tuesdays, which has been great. And even hitting um, opening weekends for some. So I did the show. I saw Venom. Um, did my review on that. Saw Halloween twice, which that's a huge vote of confidence. That movie's fantastic if you're into that scene. And I just saw Bohemian Rhapsody uh, yesterday. So opening weekend. Um, besides yeah, Venom, interesting. Venom was exactly what we thought it would be. Um, you know, schlocky you know action movie better than suicide squad so the the comparisons weren't fair tom hardy does tom hardy and he does it very well um but there's a lot of pitfalls in that movie it just it wasn't yeah it's not believable because of the content of you know the subject matter it's an alien who transforms but it was um Unbelievable the way that people were responding to Venom. Uh, it just wasn't at all believable. There was no horror. There was no people being frightened by him. Um, so in that, it kind of checked me out. The realism was not there. Like you just have to put a little bit of roots into the ground, and then you have a good movie. And that because it wasn't there, I didn't buy into it at all. No, I mean, and, and I think that <laughs> that's not a big surprise. And it, it was a matter of time and and timing. It, it just seemed like they announced that movie, they went to production, they threw it together. It was like they uh, were capitalizing on um, you know Tom Holland's uh, Superman. I mean Spider Man and Spider-Man, yeah. yeah, and uh, you know it was just like a, a quick reaction and then when i hear them uh, after the success because the box office was good on that movie yeah it was well, really good and that's good or yeah and in that opening weekend and then worldwide the numbers were good but then when you know you have discussions of well we're going to take uh, spider-man back now well let's not get crazy let's not get ahead of ourselves that it, it, it's the reverse the reason why it did that is because people uh you know that don't listen to this show that don't listen to other shows like it that don't know the energy the, the synergy and the uh, sort of dynamic contractual makeup of all of these characters just think it's another Marvel movie. Uh, they've become accustomed to showing up to them. And uh, so if, if Sony decides that this is the direction that they want to go in and not play uh, in Feige's world, I don't think it's going to work out really well for them. I really don't. Agreed. Uh, Halloween, I did a really detailed review of it last week. Um, phenomenal movie. It is a horror movie, but it's it's more in the vein of the original, so it's not an over-the-top, gory mess that's going to frighten you. It will freak you out. It has that, all that, the shadows and, or the shapes in the shadow there behind you, and then what's interesting is Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie Strode, kind of reversed the role on Michael Myers, so that was neat to watch happen, and it's a great movie. I went and saw it twice. I highly recommend it if it's still in theaters. And then yeah, cool. Bohemian Rhapsody. I know we've been down on it. I've been lukewarm at best since this came out and was announced. Um, let me just say that, and I'll do more, and you know, we'll talk more about it, a spoiler episode, but it was way better than I expected. Um, all the things were there that I, I, I was worried about. They do exist. It is a very uh, vanilla, safe biopic. Yeah. They didn't yeah. really push into too much of the areas that were controversial with Freddy. 
which was – that's a swing and a miss. Let's be honest there. That's a swing and a miss. They could have really peeled it back. And that's the reason Sasha Baron Cohen bailed out is they weren't going to show the story warts and all. The band wanted to – no, we just want to show a very respectful and um, a story that would lift Freddie and not like put any dirt on him. And that's what they did. Yeah, it's kind of interesting, and and we talk about uh, I think about Steve Jobs um, when I think about Freddie Mercury because you have uh, two ends of this, two, you know, two ends of the spectrum. You have this uh, uh, dynamic, the best in the world at X, and then you have this other uh, end of the spectrum where it's some, um, uh, you know, listen, I, I, per, how you deal with your personal life is your business, but it's if mm-hmm. it's outside of the norm, it becomes interesting, and if you don't dive into that, um, you know, that's a shame. I think what so, has go ahead. I was going to say so. What they did really well here is they did dive enough into it to make you feel connected um, and understand that the struggle that he had. Uh, and Rami did an incredible job. I mean, you were right from the start when you heard this casting. Uh, he has to get a nomination for best. Yeah, I I hope so. Hundred percent. Yeah. Emotional performance. He 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 displayed the loneliness that Freddie had beautifully. I mean, because Freddie was a lonely guy. He had his friends and his family very, very close. He had the band, his mom, his dad, his sister, um, and basically his girlfriend slash wife slash however you define her, she was his best friend. And then he had his, his partner later on, and that was it. There was nobody else, but he was everyone was taking advantage of him. He was a gay man. He, he couldn't accept that, or he did accept it, but he wouldn't, you know, he... It wasn't a time when you can be out. Yeah. And then he gets it. You know, this isn't a spoiler. He he died of AIDS. Um, he gets AIDS, and at that time in the mid '80s, you remember, I remember growing up when that was coming out. It was there was a stigma that was. I mean, you were a monster when you had that. For right? sure. Yeah. Um, so he's dealing with that as well, and still trying to perform, knowing that he is a death sentence. So they did this really, really great job of. Displaying that part of his life, um, they could have definitely gone deeper and again more the the negative stuff that had happened around him. But I think they it was a PG thirteen movie. They stuck with it, and I walked out of there happy. I mean, I was satisfied and relieved that it wasn't the worst case scenario that I had in my mind. I was very satisfied. So that's all we can ask for, right? And yeah. and especially when the reviews start off that low. I had a, a tough experience at the theater last night uh, that no. I think we'll dig into a little bit more once I see this movie and we do sort of a spoiler episode of this. And uh, But we are on a shortened time frame. So uh, what, the one movie that I have seen since the last time in theaters was A Star is Born, which is you know not something that generally we uh, would cover on this show. But what, what I'll say is... Um, you know, when talented people go outside of their normal comfort zone, um, you know, just shows how talented they are. And, and I think Bradley Cooper and um, Lady Gaga, Lady Gaga. B- b- both, um, you know, were out of their comfort zone with uh, Cooper directing and uh, Lady Gaga playing a sort of, a, you know, a waitress type of, um, you know, that was undiscovered and doing some uh, cabaret type uh, stuff and, and the way that the that it all played out. What an absolutely incredible movie. So on the other end I of the spectrum, it, uh, it was fantastic. And, yeah. and I think 
think um, you know what I I have never been an Andrew Dice Clay fan at I all. And uh, I was shocked to Dice. see yeah to see him in there. Um, and listen, I think for what it was, he did a good job. He was not his normal self. So um, you know, if you I can didn't do even that, know that was him until the credits rolled. That's you crazy. Credits, I was like, oh my god, that was Dice. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's uh, did and did they list him as Dice or did they just play Andrew Clay? Oh, that's good. I don't remember. I want to say it was Andrew. Yeah, I have to. Yeah, that's it, crazy. It, so it jumped off the screen to me. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, it's, it's dice. A, it's um, dice man. Dice man. So, um, yeah, the lowest form of comedy ever. But he he changed up. Uh, <laughs> he know, had he, his stick and it yeah, worked. He, it he did made a for I mean, million dollars. He made out, millions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, selling out stadiums and uh, and it, hey, listen, I love to see people recreate themselves too. So as much as I was not a huge fan of him, uh, nice to see him in that role because it was you know as a reoccurring uh, you know in a movie that didn't have a ton of laughs. I thought um, you know he, they that whole group of the the limo drivers did a, a pretty good job. Yeah. Of uh, adding comic relief, so uh, really, really impressed. Uh, uh, so I would add Lady Gaga to um, you know the best actress, um, you know nomination. Add that with Rami across uh, the other side. So good for music industry. I think uh, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it it checks all the boxes. It's original content. It's uh, uh, I was very very impressed, and we need more of that. We need less Venom, more Star Is Born at this yeah, point. Agreed. Um, cool, yeah. man. Venom done right, maybe. But yeah, um, Venom done right would have been great. But we have a we have the thing we have, so that's is all it is. But yeah, Stars Born that's incredible. It. See it if you haven't. Um, For sure. So why don't we jump into Week in Geek? Love it. The Let's Week go. In Geek. Rock on. Yeah, man. So the numbers uh, I checked them out this morning. We'll start there. Okay. Uh, so Bohemian Rhapsody, which I was surprised at, hit number. They're expected to be number one at at this point in time of recording, with about forty six million. Yeah, I think the reason I'm surprised about that. Yeah, I'm shocked. I'm surprised that it was number one because the other thing, the other movie that came out this weekend was Nutcracker, Disney's uh, Nutcracker movie, Um, and that's only at 18 million. Hmm. Huge Hmm. disappointment for Disney. That's a hundred million dollar movie to produce. Um, I think it's a little early for that movie, isn't it? I mean, that should have been early, but that's a question. Like, dude, is there the do people want to see a Nutcracker? Do kids want to see a Nutcracker movie? Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think they do. Like you're, you're. It's not a. It's not one of the Disney princesses, right? It's not a Pixar movie. It's a live action Nutcracker with Morgan Freeman. Right? It's weird. Uh, yeah, it just everything about it looked very strangely stylized, and it just didn't doesn't seem to resonate with me. Of course, I'm not their audience for this movie, but it doesn't seem like it. It resonated. I was when they went to the theater on Saturday. There was more people going to see Bohemian Rhapsody than going to see Nutcracker, and I was shocked at that. I was expecting to see a lot of kids, you know, eight to fourteen-year-old kids with their parents going to see it, but there was none of that. Yeah, what I saw at the theater last night was a lot of. um, I saw a lot of Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, in the recliner seats, it it was sold out, and I think actually at forty-six looks looks low to me. I think that uh, when we come yeah. out of Sunday that we're going to see that that probably goes into Jump the up. 60s. Yeah, 60, high 60s, low 70s mm-hmm. would be a great opening weekend. Don't know what it'll do internationally, but... Um, I bet you that movie's... You, you I didn't even think of that. He was such an enormous... I mean, he's big here in the, the States, but enormous megastar overseas. Oh, for sure. For sure. So that's so, yeah. uh, interesting box office numbers. And um, so I don't know if... Um, 
if you if you listen to Joe Rogan's uh, um, Roseanne interview, uh, I it was, did. It was sort uh, of her, yeah, interesting, right? And yeah. um, so, so it was good to hear her take on it. It was good to hear. Um, listen, this is and and Rogan says it uh, very regularly. This is an old woman. Um, who, you know, this is an elderly person who is on medication, was drinking beer, who, you know, very likely should have had a handler. Somebody should have taken her Twitter away from her sooner. Um, I do think the timing of the whole thing was really bad. I do have a little different perspective after uh, listening to her, but um, the Connors did go, right? Like, it, it, it mm-hmm. it's playing. Not that I would ever watch it. I didn't watch it when she was there. I wouldn't watch it when she's not. Um because I just don't care that much. But I, I will say there has been some news on that. Um, what is that news? I don't... I, so are you paying it's attention? It's been getting... Connors, I expect it because it does have a... Again, another... Just a powerhouse casting. Um, I mean, that crew is great. With Roseanne and without Roseanne. The reviews have been very solid. Um, and it's not missing anything from not having I mean it's missing Roseanne but it's not missing anything because she's not there anymore I mean I think there was some controversy around the reasoning she's not there the show as it explained and I'm getting this from reading the synopsis I didn't watch it either Um, but it sounds like they explained the death away as she had a drug overdose because she was addicted in the first season to maybe opioids or something like that right so um, but what was interesting is last week the studio ordered an extra episode, hmm. not a season, but an extra episode. So taking it from 10 episodes to 11. And the question is, what would cause the studio to want to do that? I think the only logical explanation is it's a series finale. Like, they're done after this 11th episode. I think uh, it's a good point. Um, I think that could definitely be the case. Or... Did the Rogan episode put, uh, you know, uh, Roseanne back today? Uh, I don't know. Did they kill her off? I think they did. They right? did. Oh, they yeah, did. They okay, did. so they can't bring her back. Um, nope. So yeah, that that seems that seems logical to me, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, that would be really interesting. So yeah, we'll um, see. It, it, the only reason we're reporting on the show is it is an interesting in today's climate in 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 the U.S. politically and and everybody's opposed to everything it seems this show is like a little interesting dichotomy of what's happening right like you had someone speak out and then it was insensitive get fired and then what do they do with the, the property and it sounds like they're just going to kill it off and be done with it well and maybe rightfully so i mean i yeah. think um you know people were paid out contracts were agreed upon and uh and it makes sense so uh cool it maybe we'll uh we'll 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 circle back around to see if we were right on that so hey uh, do you remember uh the antivirus software you like you had uh i forget what the other one was called but mcafee yeah yeah what was the other one Uh, yeah 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 of course and uh, i forget what the other one was but yeah yeah, semantic semantic Semantic. yeah 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 Yeah. exactly yep i remember those yep John McAfee. I remember him uh, in college. We all had to, back then. You didn't have Apple. Like, Apple was there, but you just didn't have an Apple. Like, yeah, not like, out this. Of, like The entire campus had one. Yeah, yeah. Um, everyone had PCs, so with that, you needed virus software. McAfee yeah. was the alternative. So John McAfee, the creator of the software, so he cashed in on the on his company and he moved to Belize, mm-hmm. uh, and he went off the grid completely down there, and he went crazy just absolutely crazy 
Um, I remember the Wired magazine article that came out that someone went down there and did an interview with him and you were just like, oh my God, it's like drugs, uh, murder. It was everything salacious you can think of happening here. This guy just went crazy. Like he just went off the reservation. So they're making a movie about him, <laughs> which is going to be fun. So Seth Rogen, they got some good names attached. Seth Rogen stars as that Wired magazine investigator named Ari Fuhrman. Uh Michael Keaton. We love oh, Michael really? Keaton on the we show. Love, oh, we do. Yep. He's going to be uh, starring as John McAfee. Oh, wow. Yeah, I can see yes. that. I can see that. That's a great casting. So initially you're thinking like, okay, it, this sounds kind of lame. You know, you throw that name on there. Okay, I'm into it. Yeah, now I'm in. Yeah, the founder. Who, who can make great was, croc fun? Yep, exactly right. You, you you stole the words right out of my mouth. So, so I the, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I yeah. I'm I'm in line for that. It, I think it's going to be a sleeper. I honestly do. It's going to be just like the founder came in and like no one really quite realized it was going to be the movie it was. I have the feeling this is going to be the same thing. It's going to come in. It's the acting. They get a level talent there. Um, the story is is built in, right? The McAfee story is just about his madness, his descent into madness, um, and all the craziness that happened in Belize. So it's going to be fun, man. I, I can't wait for that movie. Yeah, I think the timing's good on it, too. I think that, um, you know, the 90s nostalgia is starting to take hold, and, and it's very likely because we ha- are starting to have more more money, right? We're approaching <laughs> our, um, you know, that 35 to. to 55, right. We're supposed to have a, a, a bit more money and, uh, you know, we can go out and spend on the nostalgia. So uh, you're going to see that in Captain Marvel where there's going to be, um, you know, some 90s nostalgia there. And I think uh, more and more, we're going to start to see the trend of this. And uh, that's exciting. I mean, you know, everybody wants to feel a little nostalgic and put their Jenko jeans on and rock and roll. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see how that goes, right? I mean, I, uh, so that's, that is exciting. Um, and then I saw that um, that Boba Fett uh, did. Did the Boba Fett movie get canceled? Yes, it um, did. He Boba Fett is still hanging out in the Sarlacc pit. Yep, no good, <laughs> no good. Which I, it's the right move. Disney needs to, and we're going to talk about this a little more now. Um, some Star Wars news, but Boba Fett is out. It's it's. I think it's done. I, I, I again, it's a movie we don't need. Great character, but I think he's great because of the little bit of screen time he's had. He's mysterious and all of that. Um, did you see about the John Favreau show? I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, did you see that that the proprietary information got stolen? Did you see no. this? Yeah. So um, apparently, uh, you know, they're on set, they're shooting now, and overnight, uh, I guess security had lapsed and. Uh, a laptop with a uh, a hard drive was oh, stolen yeah. No yeah, way. on that set. So, uh, you know, huge investigation ongoing right now. Nothing has leaked out yet, but they say that, um, you know, the, the, the disc or the hard drive, the external hard drive that was stolen does absolutely have everything uh, <laughs> oh, that, no. that, that they would need to have. Um, and, and that's not good. So I haven't followed up on that story and Disney hadn't confirmed it, but uh, yeah. 
that was the talk that uh, they were in trouble and, uh, uh, you know, that, that they, they were really worried about that leaking out. Now, they're very, very good at um, stopping stuff before it comes out. So maybe they've, um, you know, put a Ray Donovan character on, you know, uh, shutting it down and making sure that... Uh, <laughs> Break some knees. Uh, yeah, breaking some knees so that, or, or, or paying somebody off, who knows, to make yeah. sure that it didn't get out. But uh, as far as I know right now, uh, that disc is out there somewhere. Um, so that was my... Uh, my piece of information from the Mandalorian or Mandalorian. How would you like whatever. to be that security person? Oh, no, not good. No, no, no. <laughs> he got sent to work at DC. Yeah. He's no good. Yeah. You're going to so, go, uh, you'll guard a seven 11 up in Alaska now. <laughs> so, yeah, seriously. That's true. That's uh, really funny. So I'm pretty, I'm excited about this show. Um, I mean, I mean, this is what they need to be doing more of if they want to expand the star Wars universe. Right. Is this, it, it's a, the Mandalorian, right? Yeah. Uh, is what it's going to be. It's between uh, Return and and uh, Force Awakens, so it's got a great little time er, you know, timeline. Yeah, it's a good thirty line, years yeah. to play with, um, and it's not exploring, from what I understand, any of the existing characters that we know. Yeah, so you'd probably see normal Easter eggs, right? But yeah. um, I don't think uh, it'll be, you know, you may might end up at Mos Eisley or you might end up at, you know, who knows, somewhere, somehow. But Some fun uh, stuff will be in there. Yeah, yeah, exciting. So that, listen, I think this is the, the place, right? This is where you do that. This Here's your opportunity to come up with a great show, maybe have some, um, you know, big, deep drama, uh, Game of Thrones type feelings to it um, and, you know, get, and tie people back in because this is what more, more of what we need uh, and mm-hmm. less of Boba Fett. I think smart move by pulling it. In my opinion, um, you know, and it ties into the next story that we have. Uh, I'll say that it's time for Kathleen Kennedy to go. It's just time. I mean, there was a time where George Lucas needed to step away, uh, sell the company and do her thing. She's been there for a very long time. It's mm-hmm. just time. And I can think of one person uh, who would rival Kevin Feige in uh, the world of creating a new universe to tying up the old storyline and to moving it forward. And spoiler mm-hmm. alert, it isn't Ryan Johnson. I can promise you that. <laughs> It isn't Ryan Johnson. Nope. Uh, it's it's J.J. Abrams. And sure. uh, great segue into what we're about to talk about. Yeah. So J.J., um, first off, he's got episode nine coming. Yep. Huge. Which is a re- it's a recalibration of the characters. I think he saw he saw the, the mistake, we'll call it, um, that was made. And granted, we can say he should have never given up the reins at all for the series. But what's interesting... But what's breaking about J.J. right now is he's looking for a mega deal like a Steven Spielberg has um, with, uh, I think it's Universal. That's right. Um, and this is going to be enormous, probably worth a half a billion dollars with a B uh, for J.J. Um, yeah, didn't I think Ryan, uh, what's his name? Ryan Murphy, the Glee guy, got almost that much, three or four hundred million. Really? Uh, with Netflix. I don't, I don't know how exactly he did that. So I think this deal would be even even bigger than I that. I think it's be richer I, too, but that's yeah. the first number I've seen yeah. thrown out there. Yeah, it's going to so be big. It's going to, what this means, like this type of deal, a mega deal, is it's going to include film, uh, television, digital content, music, games, consumer products. And this is probably the interesting piece, theme park opportunities. Yeah. So Who do we you know can... that has a big theme park? Yeah, two, two places. Of, yeah, two Universal places. and Disney. So I, I think those are the two. I mean, Disney, we know why he would want to be there. 
Yeah, Universal. I think we know why he'd want to be there because his boy Steven's over there. Yeah, his mentor. I, yeah, the guy who um, who started it all for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I agree. However, um, listen. So uh, Disney just got a entirely new toy box full of brand new toys, and I think that. that we have a whole new world of of characters that we haven't explored. Um, you know, there's been three. Spider-Man's in the last uh, two decades, uh, we will see another Fantastic Four group. Now, if that starts in television, if, if, um, yeah, I I, I just think they can go a lot of ways with these new characters. Now, I don't know if that's up to JJ. I don't don't know. I know he, he does TV really, really well, does movies well too. I don't know. I think that there's, um, you know, he's already attacked Star Wars and Star Trek, has not played with any superheroes. Uh, but listen, it's going one of those two ways, right? It has to go uh, um, e- either uh, superhero or uh, or Star Wars type. And uh, he's, he's proving he's got the golden touch. So these all these studios need to be playing for him uh, with Overlord coming out this week, which is a Nazi zombie war movie. It's getting ninety percent rating on Rotten Tomato. It's yeah. just whatever he puts out is quality, um, and it's going to make a ton of money. So yeah, whatever studio ends up with him is going to have a just going to win. They're going to win everything. They are. They'll win yeah. the prize. And the only other person that I think uh, g- gathers that sort of attention is Nolan. And I don't think he's in any um, position, any way, shape, or form to take on this sort of deal. So, yeah, um, yeah I think... I don't uh, see Nolan wanting it either. He doesn't no, seem he's to not be that, that kind. He's such a, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And whether or not you're with me, I don't care. Anything else to add about JJ um, or, or this deal? No, not really. I mean, I think, um, you know, we've closed up the loop on... On, um, uh, Cloverfield and I think I'll be watching it closely because I think whatever happens it's going to be really great so um, yeah rock and roll I have just a couple things I wanted to bring up uh, on the video game front I've been uh, playing Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, which just came out last week this game is 100% a winner and you need to be playing it if you're not like tell your kids to get this huge sales across all the platforms that it's out uh, on it's immersive. You get into this story. It's an old Western from 1899. I'm a few hours in and completely hooked. Uh, from the acting to the scenery, the worlds, the mechanics are stunning. It's just a beautiful game. My only knock on this is the controls. They aren't as intuitive, say, like a Spider-Man was that just came out. Um, mm-hmm. Or even God of War. Some of the other games, so the, it's a little clunky. It's more like Fallout Four clunky. It, it hasn't evolved yet, but it it's fine. It's not as easy as the other games are listed. But as with anything, the more you play it, the more the actions are you know get kind of mapped into your brain. So, not that big of a knock, but overall, beautiful game. Um, I mean, I just found myself just trying to do things and accidentally like quick drawing on an innocent civilian and blowing him away. So. Yeah, it's yeah. that type of game you can do anything in. And so Red Dead Redemption 2, grab it. It's a fun, fun. You'll be playing this thing for 100 hours. The second awesome. uh, video game news I have, you've heard of Blizzard, right? Blizzard, the gaming company? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah. So they have their BlizzCon going on right now. I think today's the last day. And which is where they announce all their new games, what's happening with the existing games and so on. 
so they're doing the announcements. They're you know they're still doing like StarCraft, World of Warcraft. They're going to reskin Warcraft Three, which is one of the greatest games ever, and they're going to put it back out all redone, 4K. So they come to Diablo, which is probably one of my favorite properties of all time. And you know their last release for that was Diablo Three, probably about four or five years ago. Uh, fantastic game. It's still fun to play today. They just released it on Nintendo Switch. Um, so they're coming in and a lot of the fans are excited because they're saying, oh, we have a lot of news with Diablo. Well, they come in, Blizzard does, they come in, they announce the new game called Diablo Immortal. Only problem is it's a mobile game. Really? That's <laughs> It's going to be between the second game and the third game. It's a mobile game. The fans went ballistic. Ballistic. I've never seen anything like this. And as of the recording of this show, so they have the trailer on YouTube, for example, right? Yep. 12,000 likes, 361,000 dislikes. Wow. 360,000 of one of the best gaming companies out there. It's a huge concern for them. They're, they're losing their, their fans. Um, they're the golden example of gaming companies, but this is a huge swing and a miss. Um, and I'm with the fans on this one. It just feels like a lazy and uninspired release from this studio. And to add insult to injury, they partnered with a mobile game company called NetEase. NetEase. Uh, and it's being suggested that this game, Diablo Immortal, is simply a reskinned mobile game from this other company called uh, Champions of the Light. So huge... Le- Controversy. Yeah, I mean, of course, now the the C team from uh, the M team from uh, Blizzard is fighting the fans. Unfolding now, like it, it'll be more stuff happening today. So very usually video games aren't that exciting in terms of like drama in the back, but this is gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, this seems <laughs> a little dramatic. That's crazy. So, yeah. Um, so I'll some, keep my eye on that and keep keep reporting. So um, that's yeah. all I got. You got cool. uh, anything left? Cool. Yeah. So just um, on this last trip, um, I I dove into um, West Coast Avengers. Um, you know that that's nice. the newest, yeah, sort of Marvel release, and it's there. Uh, you know, it's one of the big ones for the year, and some good stuff happened in it, and some uh, interesting character development. Um, I'm not, I don't need to to get in roll by roll of exactly what's happening. I don't know how familiar with. Um, with the West Coast Avengers that you or any of the listeners are, but it's really led by, um, you know, by Hawkeye, but uh, Clint Barton, Hawkeye, you know, post Ronin or pre Ronin. Um, so it's a very straight char- uh, straightforward character, Mockingbird, War Machine, uh, Wonder Man, Tigra, and then some version of sort of Iron Man and, and uh, Hank Pym generally gets involved. Uh, so it, it, it's a good um, it's a good run right now. And I, um, I, I highly recommend picking it up because when I think about the direction that the Avengers are going in, as we know them now, and as we phase out the phase one, uh, heroes, I wonder if Jeremy Renner could, could lead a West coast Avengers, um, sort of, you know, with his solo movie or with something. And, um, you know, they brought back an old, uh, character who I won't spoil, but, um, you know, he may have a head independent of his body. That's all I'll say. Um, and, huh. uh, yeah. So, uh, is this they, on West coast Avengers? Is this on there? They're still on their, uh, original printed run 
Or yes. is this like a new, they are. Okay. Yes. Yes. So, um, and this is sort of a, uh, this is the latest release. So, um, and, and in this run, I think like, uh, issue three just came out. So you can jump in right now and, uh, and not be too far behind. I recommend doing it, whether you do it digitally or going and pick up a, a book, but, um, you know, there's something that just happened in number three where, uh, you know, the villain's able to do some transformation stuff, which is really cool. So I, uh, I'm enjoying it. So, you know, much less like Secret Empire uh, was leading the way. I feel like uh, West Coast Avengers is sort of uh, up and, and front running for Marvel right now, and I recommend uh, going out and, and jumping jumping on board. So, so you're only yeah only three issues to get. Only three uh, issues in. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. So that's perfect. Uh, that's my probably my biggest. And maybe you could do this in, in future shows. Is like when you talk about comics, is like you can help people figure out where to jump onto these things, especially if they've been a long running. Uh, one, but it sounds like this is a, a new series. Yeah, exactly right. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you know, obviously it's it's still same same storyline. It it works in a, a similar universe and a timeline. So, you know, if you picked up an annual from 2 years ago, you're you're not going to be too far off from where you are right now, but uh, you know, new storylines, missions and things. Um, yeah, it's a good good place to jump in and I know that it is a confusing uh, part of comic book reading and collecting is where to jump in. Where do I grab to, you know, and and uh, you know, grab the number one, check your uh, your series name and titles, and then follow from there. And uh, that's definitely the way to go on this one: is grab the number one uh, West Coast Avengers from this year, and you'll enjoy it. So perfect, cool man, Rock and roll. good recommendation. Yeah, so I know I, I'm sorry for the abbreviated show. I have to go try to win democracy. That's what I'm going to go try to do right now. And um, that's it, man. Anything else to add in closing before we go? That's it, man. Good to have you back. We're looking forward to getting the. Uh, the schedule back to normal. Back so to normal. Yeah. Go awesome. elect, go 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 vote on Tuesday, everybody. That's right. Get out, vote. This show will be out before election day. So get out, rock the vote. Uh you can change the world one vote at a time. All right, boys. Let's close it down. All right, boys. Let's close it down. Look at me, man, can't you see that I'm dying? Look at you, man, doing all you're wanting Leaning against me like a goddamn bull So close to close, my skin starts to glow Sweat pouring down, singing in my mind You have been listening to NerdPod with Coach and K-Rock from Podacy Entertainment. Be sure to follow Coach and K-Rock to stay up to date on all upcoming nerd pods and Podacy programs on Instagram, which you can find them at Podacy, that's P-O-D-D-E-S-Y, on Twitter, which is at NerdPodacy, which is N-E-R-D-P-O-D-E-S-Y, and Facebook, they're at NerdPod.